Paul says, the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and happy Friday to you. We're moving on in our study of 2 Timothy today. We're in chapter 4, today looking at verses 9 through 18, and uh, things will move along pretty quickly here uh, as we move into the home stretch on 2 Timothy chapter 4. So let's prepare our hearts for our time of study by going before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you again for a wonderful week in your presence. Um, Lord, all of the things that have occurred this week have not necessarily been great uh, or easy or uh, enjoyable, though many of the things that we've encountered this week have been. But mostly, Lord, we can give thanks because we know that you are faithful to see us through. Father, speak through your word once again, and we give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's 2 Timothy 4, 9 through 18. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas and love with this present world has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he is strongly opposed to our message. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is one of the most interesting closings to any of Paul's letters because he's leaving behind for Timothy a laundry list of things to do and people to see and things to bring to him. (laughs) And it's very, very personal. Um, Whereas he's naming names about certain people and things they have done, not all of these things negative necessarily. Um, but he goes into this list, and it's very interesting. He talks about Demas, an associate who's in love with the present world and has deserted Paul and gone off to Thessalonica. And you can hear the disappointment in Paul's words that this former associate who's caught up in the world and now no longer walking closely with Jesus. He mentions uh, others by name, but doesn't say that they've done anything specific in a negative way, Crescens, Titus, who we know was a close associate. Um, He mentions Luke being with him at that time. He asks Timothy to bring Mark to him uh, as he's very useful for the ministry. Uh, He talks about dispatching Tychicus to Ephesus. He asks Timothy to bring his cloak, the one that uh, he left with someone named Carpus when he was in Troas. He asks for Timothy to bring some books and parchments, especially the parchments. 
Um, in verse 14, Paul mentions a man named Alexander. He identifies him as a coppersmith and says that this person did him great harm. And Paul is not worried because he trusts that the Lord will repay Alexander according to his deeds. Sometimes we are quick to want to exact revenge from those who have harmed us. We want them to feel the sting and the pain of what they've done to us. And so we often will take matters into our own hands. But the Bible is very clear and the Lord himself says, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And uh, we should entrust those who have harmed us to God and trust his justice and trust his plans for their lives. Now, in the midst of the pain of the moment, we don't always see that person through the lens of God's eternal perspective. We also aren't probably too ambitious about wanting to see them uh, saved and coming to know the Lord. We're just angry and upset and want them to get what's coming to them. But in reality, what they ultimately need is a conversion to the Lord Jesus Christ. They hurt people because they're hurting people. And that's the reality. Um, But in the heat of the moment, we're angry and hurt and disappointed. And we want revenge and Paul models for us here something very important. He says, I trust that the Lord will repay Alexander according to his deeds. I don't have to go after revenge. I'm entrusting him into the hands of God. God will take care of this situation. Uh, Paul warns Timothy about Alexander. He says, beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. This guy is a clear opponent of the gospel doesn't like the gospel. He's not open to the gospel. He's working against the gospel. And sometimes we have Alexanders in our churches, in our ministries. Uh, We're in leadership over or with someone like an Alexander, and they're working against the mission of Christ, and they're stirring the pot to get people on their side. And so we do need to be aware of people like Alexander who are in opposition to the gospel and its movement within the world, its growth. Uh, in progress. We need to be aware of people like that. Paul laments in verse 16 that no one came to stand by him in his first defense when he was standing up for his uh, actions. He says, all deserted me, but he's not angry. (laughs) He says, may it not be charged against them. Sounds like Jesus on the cross when he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now, Paul could not forgive his friends and associates for deserting him when he needed them most uh, if the spirit of God were not alive in his heart. It's the only way that he could utter those words, may it not be charged against them. I love what he says in verse 17, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. How many times on our journey can we acknowledge that the only way we got through is because the Lord stood by us and strengthened us and through Paul, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. Paul stood firm because he knew it was the Lord standing by him. It was the Lord strengthening him for his ministry. He didn't care if the whole world deserted him. He was not going to give up on being faithful to his calling that all the Gentiles might hear the gospel. My friends, when it gets tough, when it seems all too lonely, when it seems scary and you're afraid, Trust what Paul says here, that the Lord is standing by you and strengthening you. And if you stand firm, he will be faithful 
Um, he'll be faithful whether you stand firm or not, my friends. I love Paul's words. So I was rescued from the, from the lion's mouth. How many times has God rescued each of us from multiple lion's mouths of things that were pursuing us and coming after us? And he has final confidence that the Lord will rescue him from every evil deed and bring him safely into his heavenly kingdom. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the expression of a man of a heart who is absolutely confident in his God, who knows his God, who is empowered by his God, who is strengthened daily by his God, who has confidence in the Lord to do that which the Lord calls him to do without shrinking back, without fear, without shame. This is a spiritually empowered man on a spiritual mission committed to carrying it out in the Lord's strength according to the Lord's will. May we follow Paul's example also. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time out of your day to study, and I pray that you have a great weekend. God bless.